What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. I am your host, as always, Bobby Asin, and I am ready to start this week out with my current guiltless pleasure. My current guiltless pleasure is actually being super behind on Casey Musgraves. I have been obsessed with the song Follow Your Arrow. It's from same trailer, different park, from 2013. And you can ask my roommate Ricky. Um, I can't stop listening to it. And even he was like, is this a brand new song? And I'm like, no, like it's been around forever. I texted my mom about the song and she's like, where have you been? That song is so old. I have been behind on the Casey Musgraves train. My friends Robbie and Katie saw her in concert and I had no interest. And I remember when there was a time where she said that she was hacked, liking negative tweets about Taylor Swift. That like really turned me off, but we still don't know if that's real or not. I just thought who would spend the time to hack someone's Twitter just to specifically like tweets that are against someone else. But I have loved her most recent album, um, and it's a comfort album now for me at this point. So shout out to Casey Musgraves. I do love you. I'm going to be, I'm going to sound like Kim Kardashian when she talks about Taylor Swift and love story. It's like, Casey Musgraves, I have follow your arrow. I'm following you on Twitter. But yeah, that is this week's current guiltless pleasure. I actually just got home from work. It's day two of work training for me. I'm currently working at a wrinkle studio, which is a wrinkle prevention, which AKA means a Botox at Peachy in the Meatpacking District. We have an expansion coming in Williamsburg, but I'm currently working there part-time. So still looking for a second part-time job, but it has been lots of fun so far. I did get harassed on my way home by a person on the street who thought I was making fun of them talking to themselves because I was on the phone using my AirPods, and they would not stop screaming at me. So that was really interesting. It's the first time I ever talked back to somebody. Usually I listen to my headphones, and I just keep walking. But people in my ear were saying, like, what's going on? And then she's yelling at me saying, I know you're pretending to be on the phone when you're not. And I'm responding to people that I'm on the phone with. And while they're yelling at me, she's like, yeah, keep fake storylining. And I was very stressed out, so I'm now decompressing at home by talking to you guys on this beautiful day it is 74 degrees and it is currently you know 420 at 420 or 420 on 420 i should say so like they say and follow your arrow roll a joint or if you don't that's fine because i don't but no shame in the game it's legal here in new york and many other places and i'm not against that i think it should be legal in every state But yeah, now the main topic of this week has to be Yogurt Gate. And yes, it is about Miss Demi Lovato. And we are probably all aware that I am not Demi Lovato's biggest fan. And I want to backtrack and explain that. And my history of Demi Lovato goes back a long time since she was relevant, I will say. And, you know, as the bell rings... And that's what it's called, right? Girl, I don't remember. But that and Camp Rock. I hated Camp Rock the movie, but I loved Demi Lovato. I had, this is me and my iPod. Like, I 
had every album on my iPod that she had, and when she got out of rehab, I made sure I was at her first concert, um, and that was during the Unbroken tour. I had Stay Strong written on my wrist in henna ink. I even had a t-shirt made with the same font of Stay Strong custom made uh, for the concert, and I have seen her probably four or five times in concert since then. So I've been a very loyal fan, and she really had me, I would say, until about the second documentary. At this point, she had already become very problematic and was very mean to her fans, but I still had hope, and watching the documentary, hearing her say that she lied the whole first documentary, and then, you know, she was lying again, we know now in that documentary, and we have the scandal involving Sam Smith, and her family following an account that it is alleged, we can't confirm, but I believe that she created, that was shaming Selena Gomez, and it was just bullying memes followed by certain celebrities. And I do think that that was her account, and when she got caught, she made it to a dolphin lover account and then deleted the account. But the trail that was left behind shows that it was her. And I found it very, very, very disheartening and the Selena Gomez thing actually happened after she got hospitalized again for an overdose. And I will say, like, I will always be respectful to Demi Lovato. Like, I have people in my life that struggle with addiction, and I know it is no joke. I know people with eating disorders, and I know people with all kinds of things. But what I will say about people in my life versus Demi Lovato is they do not use it as a blatant excuse for every time that they are caught being rude or mean. They can be open and honest, but they don't use it as, you know, a defense for everything. And when she overdosed, I remember I remember crying and um, I, of course, feel bad. I have a heart, so how could I not have passion for this person? But there is just something about Demi Lovato using her voice that I think in the wrong way that just truly upsets me. It's not even the fact that she lies about certain things because I understand like that might be a problem that's, you know, underlying with other things. To me, it's just using her voice in the wrong way. And this week, Demi Lovato had posted on Instagram, and I'm quoting this from her Insta story, finding it extremely hard to order Froyo from the Big Chill official when you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies, other diet foods before you get to the counter. Do better, please. Hashtag diet culture vultures. And they posted the Insta story back and wrote, we carry items for diabetics, celiac disease, vegan, and of course, have many indulgent items as well. And additionally, since then, she has made an apology video and it is nine minutes long pretty much i mean eight minutes and 37 seconds and it is way too long and i cannot stand a person who puts an apology video and the whole first minute and a half is them going oh i'm just gonna set this up oh let me just prop this up here and it's like crinkling everywhere like be professional have it set up before you even hit record like you already look like a dick for what you've done and what you've said because this company has like less than 2,000 followers, is a small business and you have millions of followers and you are attacking a small business company. And like in summary, 
you know, like, people that are praising her quoted this where she says, I'm sorry that I got the messaging wrong. I'm sorry that I may have disappointed some people. I walked into a situation that didn't sit right with me. My intuition said to speak up about this, so I did. I think she should have spoke down because her main thing was saying that because they had sugar-free and all these different things that how was she to know it's his diet food that it's meant for people with diabetes or you know all these different issues but also why would they label something like that like i don't really necessarily think you label things off of like diseases like yes people will put like gluten-free or vegan but she was saying like if i would have known it was for celiac and other things like it would have been a different story but it wasn't like shown to me in that way and that's where i call bullshit like, she just got caught. It's like when she was rude to that person who drew as a mermaid as fan art. And I think there's a lot to be said about this, but I try to be, like, minimal as possible. Even though I know it's the main topic, but when she posted a picture of their guilt-free cookies from their own page, she wrote saying, This screams diet culture, and I won't be gaslit by the media or anyone else saying otherwise. The company actually instant messaged her back and said, This post is from 2016. We do not even carry this company's products anymore and have not in years. We only started carrying them because our customers wanted a protein cookie. And she wrote back, So you don't carry the Lenny and Lara cookies that scream the exact same thing? Pretty sure I saw every flavor there. Don't keep going with this. You don't want to mess with me. You're in the wrong and the customer is always right. You already know this lesson to your customer and do... You always already know sorry this listen to your customer and do better it's still in your sight guess you're still supporting it and you know how i keep messing my words as i'm reading this quote it's because like she wrote things wrong like it says it's still in your sight and i'm trying to correct it by saying like on your site and things like that so my apologies to her bad grammar i have bad grammar too though when i write so no tea no shade but um, I'm not going to say like any hate towards her, but I will say my favorite comment was someone wrote, she hasn't even really been relevant since High School Musical. She really needs to save seats several. And I like died reading that because she obviously was in Camp Rock and not High School Musical. But I almost like spit my water out when I was walking on my way home today as I was being yelled at by someone on the street. And I want to play the last minute of, or you know, 45 seconds of, her apology video because I think that this is the most telling of it all because this is how she wraps it up. People took it the wrong way, I just get really passionate. And y'all know me, I'm pretty feisty and sometimes my emotions get the best of me. It's never coming out of a place of hate, it's always coming out of a place of love and trying to lift people up. So, um, I understand that didn't lift the Froyo place up. Um, but I was upset, and that's that's all that was. So I'm going to hang out now. You guys are awesome. Thanks for checking in. <sighs> Being a celebrity is exhausting sometimes. So today, I'm going to like get off my phone, I'm going to shoot my podcast, go to work, do whatever I need to do, and you won't be hearing from me today because I need a mental health day. Peace. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> I just want to say, I don't think you can excuse using passion to make something right. Because you can be passionate about the wrong thing. I mean, look at Adolf Hitler, but 
that's that on that for now. Well, I want to move on to the next subject, which is going to be more in our pop culture recap. This week, we have China suing the entire Kardashian family. And by that, I mean Black China. I realize it sounds like I mean like the place China is suing, but no. Black China is suing the entire Kardashian-Jenner family in October 2017 over claims of assault, battery, domestic violence, defamation, and interference with prospective economic relation in regard to the cancellation of the e-reality series that featured her and her ex-fiance, Rob Kardashian. Now, this court case is going to involve Ryan Seacrest, Kylie, Kim, um, Kris Jenner. So basically, there apparently is enough evidence that this is going to go forward. It originally was going to be, you know, a lot later down the line, but the case got pulled to be sooner. And they're saying there's enough evidence to say that it is more than just the fact that they broke up, that it's the reason the show had ended. So she may be able to win this case because I feel like the Kardashians' lawyers would have already been able to win when they said that there was no proof besides the fact that they broke up and that it is both their fault. So I'm very interested to see where this lawsuit will go. And I also want to talk about Colton Underwood coming out. You know, he was The Bachelor, and we now know that Colton is out and i will say congratulations to colton on coming out but what i also will say is he's a stalker and i just he had a restraining order he's done a lot of bad things i know we all can do bad things but the fact that he's supposed to get a netflix show with a gay guide being Gus Kenworthy is just like to me it doesn't make any sense and there's so many other people in this world especially in the gay community that deserve a platform like that like aka me no but in all seriousness I mean I would love a show about me being myself but like Queer Eye and stuff already exists it's already on Netflix and what makes you different or special like you grew up in an extremely religious household like do you realize how many other people have also grown up in a religious household that are gay that have come out like my old roommates parents were both pastors do you think that was an easy experience was there a film crew no and like also coming out like you're not instantly celebrated and i would hope we all could be but that's not the truth and i think it's just like I don't know if I should say it's degrading or it's just not right. I just feel like it's bringing light to like the wrong thing and not the wrong thing, but the wrong person. There's so many other people and people that, you know, don't have, let's say a bad background, meaning like that they aren't stalkers and things like that. I think there's so much back story and history that we don't know which means obviously it could be good tv but i feel like it's just we don't know enough for it to be like for to have him so celebrated like i do congratulate him on coming out that is a hard journey but i just don't see how that means that you get to have a tv show like at all a real housewife of new york or a former one carol radswell had a lot to say about how like ABC should have done better instead of vetting like people and 
that aren't prepared for the show that don't need it or like meaning the bachelor that shouldn't be casted when they actually aren't straight like i don't agree with all that stuff but i did agree with her saying like why does this need like this or why does colton need this platform and people wrote back to her carol none of this is real it's a reality show think of it like your friendship with tinsley as in Tinsley Mortimer, which gave me a big laugh, and she wrote, got it, and then someone told her that she had big Bethany Frankel energy and to stop, and then she said, if that's what you're comparing me to, then obviously I need to shut up, so, but yeah, I just, I don't get it, but I brought it up because today there was a petition with over 21,000 signatures to Netflix to not have a show, um, the petition is called Cancel Colton Underwood Show, so, it's not cancel Colton Underwood, it's just to cancel the Colton Underwood show, which I don't even know what they would have him do on this show. I mean, you can't really teach someone to be gay. Like, you do learn things naturally being gay, but, like, it's not like an eight-episode feature where it's like, you do this, like, you buy a poppers here, because I can tell you, like, I'm gay and I don't even do poppers, but, like, people think it's, like, a stereotype and, like, like do drag i don't do drag actually i do drag for like parties and like fun things i like to theme my life around um for events and such but like i can't even think what else they would say like oh like buying a jock strap or like wearing feminine clothes and or wearing tight fitting clothes like i don't even understand like what you can teach this man because it just comes naturally because everyone's like everyone being gay is like different like i just i can't even describe it like it's just it's your life like you can't teach someone how to live their life so that's my thought on that this week was a big week for two premieres on mtv that are coming soon and it is season two of the new version of the hills which I don't think we got to see Whitney in at all, so I don't know if she's even going to be in this season, but Brody and his ex-wife talk about their relationship and breaking up what's happening behind the scenes. I hope we get to hear some about the Miley Cyrus dating situation. We see there is drama, as there was many years ago, about Audrina kissing Brody Jenner. We know that Brody and Audrina kissed in Hawaii a long time ago, and actually it was in mexico i'm combining two different seasons uh while he was dating jade who was a former playmate and that was a trip that lauren low audrina and stephanie had crashed so it seems that kissing bro jenner will always get you in trouble audrina and even more exciting news my favorite show my favorite i should say reality show sister key season four trailer has dropped we get to see Chloe, you know, talk about leaving the show. You see Juliet and Kelsey have a confrontation. You see, you know, more characters being added to the season, talking about coming out to their family's experience. You see Madison struggle with the age difference between her and her fiance. So there's a lot of layers and a lot of different levels of drama this season, which I'm very excited to see all unfold. And it all is like coming next month, pretty much. So yeah. Next month in May, we have the new season of Siesta Key coming out. So, you know, I was in the shower, I got a text from Taylor Autumnreath, and I whipped up in the curtain, read the text message, and ran to the TV, and I put it on Mirror Play. That way, Ricky could watch it with me. 
even though he's like a season behind and we freaked out together and I got to watch the Hills preview with Isabel and we are big Hills fans so we freaked out watching that together so it's been a really fun exciting week of new things and lots of new announcements Speaking of an announcement, Brittany and Jax had their baby last week. I did forget to mention that, but congratulations to them. And other things of celebration, we have three years of No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande. And in exciting news, I actually complained about this on Twitter. Originally, we got a quick little clip of Real Housewives of Potomac with no video. And then we did get like a 12-minute teaser of video of the women talking for a preview of Real Housewives of Potomac, but we are officially getting a new season this summer. Last week I was just complaining that there was no updates ever on these Real Housewives of Potomac women, how they're so under wraps, but finally we got some new news when it comes to Potomac. Okay, I also have to bring up that the Real Housewives of New York intros have just dropped and I want to play them for you guys. Vices, being glamorous is one I'll never give up. I'm sex positive and BS negative. I may say the wrong thing, but my intentions are always right. I've had to work twice as hard for half as much, but now I'm coming for everything. Just like New York City, Sonia Morgan never goes out of style. So there you have it, the new season's intros. I think it is the weakest intros I've heard in many years and in many franchises, but um, they are still cute, and I'm excited. We got to have our first preview of our new housewife, Ebony. So good for all the announcements this week when it comes to Housewives and MTV. I want to also bring up a point from Leah from Real Housewives of New York about the Demi Lovato yogurt gate. She wrote, actually she said this in an Insta story. Demi Lovato should be ashamed of herself for using her platform of 102 million people following her on Instagram to drag a frozen yogurt spot because she's mad that they sell diet frozen yogurt and sugar-free options because that triggers her. So even the Real Housewives of New York were up in arms about this situation over the yogurt scandal and i know i'm about to sound like caddy heron talking about you know regina george nonstop, but i have one more comment that i forgot to bring up about demi lovato is that she was wearing a nasty ass drew shirt by justin bieber and i'm not a fan of him but more of all or most of all i'm not a fan of scooter braun and scooter braun can go fuck himself because that is a real person who is a piece of trash. But anyway, that is this week for Guiltless Pleasures. I do want to go into the Real Housewives of Atlanta finale next week, and right now I'm wrapping this up on my brand new couch in my living room, so I'm so excited to have furniture now, and I look forward to talking to you guys next week. So everyone, stay guiltless!